Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's up, Seminole Headlines podcasters? Thanks so much for listening to the program. As always, the podcast brought to you in part by our friends at the Morgan Law Group. Today, no different. Appreciate them enabling us to do this for you. What else they'll do for you is uh, work hard throughout the state to ensure uh, that the insurance companies are doing the right thing and they're not acting in bad faith. Uh, they will they'll get after the insurer if they are. They'll inspect and assess the loss on your behalf. By the way, they are throughout the state just because an insurance company tells you no or there's a certain amount that they're willing to give out doesn't mean that's the end of the story. Find out more. Go to policyadvocate.com. That'd be policyadvocate.com. Or call 888-904-2524. Onward we go with Seminole Headlines. It's time for Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, featuring ESPN Tallahassee's Jeff Cameron, Warchant.com's managing editor, Ira Chauffel, and senior writer, Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols and pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, the Seminole Headlines. That's tonight. ESPN Radio begins right now. We do so with headline and questions. Before we do that, Birch Orthodontic sponsors this hour. We surely thank them very, very much. Birch Orthodontics, the best in the business. In fact, I know you guys are, it's, I sound like a broken record, but Bryce will be seeing Dr. Birch here very shortly, unfortunately. And that's not a knock on Dr. Birch or Birch Orthodontics, but uh, two days ago, Bryce said he had a sharp pain in his jaw. I look back there, guess what? Moeller coming in. Already has braces on. Great. So what do we do, Ira? What do we do? We're going to have to yank the molar out and then redo the braces, I guess. I don't know. I'm in for the long haul. <laughs> Still, look, look, every orthodontic experience is not as rosy as my kids were. <laughs> I get that. My kids were perfect. She, per, Dr. Birch has their pictures on the wall. Um, but uh, yeah, man, the, the good thing is, you know, they'll take care of it. Well, I actually got a, I got a great text the other day. This is, you'll, you'll enjoy this Corey. Uh, one of our, somebody, one of, one of a friend, we all, we know a mutual friend texted uh, me the other day and said, Hey, just took my kids in to Dr. Birch for a consultation. It went great. Everything was awesome. How long have you been knowing Dr. Birch? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I, I started, I started because I'm so comfortable with that kind of uh, speech. Yeah, yeah. I started to answer and then I realized, oh, okay, you're having yeah. a little fun with me. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, virtualorthodontics.com is a website and uh, they will set up a consultation, payment plans, great customer service, great dental work. Even if you get a molar sprouting up in the middle of uh, your uh, braces. Man, out of nowhere, this thing just attacked the gum. Couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, Bryce, I hate it for you. Did you did you yell at him? That's what my dad would, I would like, I would get injured somehow. Like <laughs> yeah. I'd cut my hand or something. I need to go. My dad would like yell at me. 
Yeah. Like, dude, can I get well, some it depends compassion? Depends on what here? you did, right? He's like, I, dollar I, signs, though, Ira. Dollar signs. I was pitching to Brady the other day, and I I hit him, and I yelled at him <laughs> because. See? That's, this he, is what it's like to live with your dad. This is exactly well, right. But I, I know, well, right, I get, yeah, but like I throw him. I, I, I'm not throwing hard, by the way. And instead of ducking or backing up, he turns his chest towards me and tries to catch the ball. It hurts his hand. And I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen, dude. Wear it on your back or get out of the way. Don't catch it. He's like, well, I didn't want it to hit me. I'm like, well, what if I was throwing hard? You're going to try to catch the ball? What if you get to high school baseball? A kid might be throwing 86. You're going to catch a fastball instead of letting it hit you in the back. Hey, so Dad. we had that conversation. Hey, Dad, how about throwing it over the plate? Yeah, well, how look, about not throwing it at your kid? Well, that was his point, is well, you haven't apologized for hitting me. I'm like, dude, I wasn't trying to hit you. <laughs> it got away from me. It happens. But it's like, it's like you know, one time when he was like six, y'all, you met, you guys remember Brady when he was young, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was in hard to corral. He just sprinted because he saw some friends in the parking lot. He sprinted to their car, and a truck had to slam on the brakes oh. to not hit him. And so initially, you're like, oh, God, he's okay. And then you want to punt him to the sun. Like, yes. how stupid are you, man? You're not yeah. two. You're it's six, like, and you're in elementary school. You can't just sprint. It's like when people grab their dogs and slap them in the ass after they run out in front of a car. What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's tough love, but it comes from a good place. It's like, Brady, yeah. you, can't catch, you can't catch pitches anymore. You got to get out of the way. Matt writes, when did Balsa become Dirk Nowitzki? <laughs> yeah, that's nice to see. We'll get a lot of these today, man. It's a, That was fun to watch. And and I actually think my favorite part about it, it's been documented. We talked to it. It is a pretty shot. That's a high-arcing, beautiful shooter shot. There's nothing lucky about it. But he also put the ball on the floor, went behind his back, and got to the rim. I mean, yeah. I was, yeah. was going to say, then like two minutes later, he's like crossing over Hauser and making him stumble and – the, yeah, uh, that guy's probably an NBA player too. I mean, it's ridiculous what that guy could be. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really. And then the way I wanted him to do the Jordan shrug after the second one, and it was like, <laughs> yeah. like you're not going to come out on me. Yeah, do you think he knows what that is. Do kids, do kids you know is that a last dance? Yeah, yeah maybe because the last dance. You're right, because that was 28 years ago. Jason right. writes. Jason writes. Last week, Corey mentioned it's been too long since we've beaten the Gators. Any loss to the Gators sucks, but an insane stat. We've only lost two in a row to the Gators. We've lost four in a row to Miami. We're still 7-3 and three in the last 10 games against Florida. The schedule changed this past fall, and Jimbo winning in his last year has prevented the Gators from enjoying a long run against us. So get you some of that, Corey. True, true, true. It, yeah. it, 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 it turns on a dime. Like, it was really close. Florida State was really close to winning nine in a row against Miami. You know, they, uh, they blew the game when they had the big lead down there in 18 and 17. Charles Kelly happened. Um, but, yeah, man, that would have been nine in a row if they'd have won those two games. But now they're they're on a four-game losing streak after having a seven-game winning streak. Yes, I know all about it. I was there in attendance in 2018 to watch man, that. What if, what if Florida State's on the receiving end of the Platinum Bohica? Not going to happen. We're going to okay, beat Miami this saying, year. We'll all right, Miami well, this year. Oh, wow, look at you. Okay. Yeah, Who's I actually this? Think, I actually took think over the show. Florida's in a little bit of trouble th- that game this year as well. It's a, yeah, I, I shaky ground for the two in-state rivals right now. Sure, man. It's on yeah. the rise, baby. <laughs> That's right. They're climbing. Forget about it. Kevin writes, you each have to pick one. Ride a motorcycle to Daytona, uh, Daytona Bike Week. Two, parachute out of a plane. Three, taking a rickety swinging bridge 1,000 feet over a canyon. Three football fields long. 
Uh, and then they mentioned our sponsors and, and they say go to old sports and all that good stuff. Well, there's, I gotta say, I'm riding the bike today. Yeah, there's not, that's not even a question. He said we each had to pick one, but I get first choice, so I'm doing the motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I, we all get to pick one out of what's the, the uh, what's the danger about like us just getting in a fight or not knowing how to ride a motorcycle? Like, what's the the Daytona doesn't seem to be uh, on the same fear level as the other two, but I, I've never been there, so I don't know how scary it is. Daytona's not scary. I've never been to Daytona during Bike Week. But, I think, uh, but I think, I mean, I think Bike Week is a lot of like doctors and lawyers and stuff. Yeah. They like act like they're tough guys, and they, I mean, I, you know, not not impugning the toughness of the Bike Week crowd. I'm not challenging you if you go to Bike Week, but I think a lot of those people we can handle ourselves with. It ain't, they're yeah. not all uh, motorcycle gangs, and they're not all there to fight, man. They're there to chill out and drink. I'm all in. Let's go. Are we drag racing though? Basically, what it look if you go there, what it really looks like is one of those uh, jam band concerts at the FSU yeah. bench. So yeah. they just dance around. All right, that's cool, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. So chilling. the other two is no chance. I would never jump out of a plane unless it was about to crash into a mountain. Jeff might and do that. No. You you wouldn't. No. Never. No. I feel like that's kind of yeah. I'm more I'm surprised about that that's, too. I think you have the personality that you'd want to challenge yourself. No, I did in my early twenties. I, I thought about it, but not now. I was gonna say that's almost fifty year old Jeff. That's yeah. not that's yeah. not that's not twenty two year old Jeff. Twenty two year old Jeff thought about it, but I never did it, and it's, uh, times passed. I'm not doing it. Twenty two year, year old twenty two year old Ira had zero interest. No, I've never. Corey Corey's never even. I, I, well, listen, my I'm my parent, my dad, and my sister did it, and I I filmed them. I had the video camera and I filmed wow. them landing, uh, but I did not. There was no chance. I was like, what? No, not what? No, there's and they did the tandem thing. No, they didn't. They they went by themselves, but uh um. But they but had yeah, people like, with them. They probably had yeah. like they had trainer dudes. Yeah, with the them. whole time they took like an eight hour class and and everything. It's like no, I, there's I have no interest in that at all. And those rickety bridges and stuff. Like you see these people that do oh. these things. What the, what are you no, doing? No chance. No chance. Uh uh-uh. No, I'm definitely afraid of heights. I I I have a morbid fa- uh, morbid fast morbid fascination if I could speak with it. I will watch all the videos like. You know, crazy Russians oh. falling off of buildings and stuff. I'll watch that. I'll watch that kid uh, from Japan, or, or or was he was he Japanese? I think he was. I, who was doing pull ups and he slipped and died. Yeah. I like to see people fall and die, but I don't. <laughs> oh, but I, that's I don't, good. Yeah. Remember the? Uh, I guess he wasn't an astronaut, but like a decade ago, the dude that was like right on the tip of space, yes. yeah, or I mean, whatever I, that weird, and just jumped backwards. Yeah, like that that shot where it shows him looking out of the capsule about Yo. to jump. Yeah, I was like, "What are we doing?" And the dude that walked across the Grand Canyon. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I couldn't just, watch it. I just started shaking, like, "Oh, oh no, I no!" I him to fall. I always root for him to fall. I just, I, I'm when we get done, I'm gonna go on YouTube and search for Jeff's phrase there: "Crazy Russians falling off of buildings." Oh, you'll find a bunch of them. <laughs> They've lost hope. There's a lot of tall abandoned buildings in Russia. They just jump. It's crazy. Well, they're not trying to jump. They're trying to use one of those stupid selfie camera things, and they're like hanging off the edge doing pull-ups, and they sl- it's great. It's great. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. It's a, right. it's a thin the herd sort of thing. Right. Sure. Um, yeah, it's good. Uh, Ryan writes, given Jeff's prediction that we're going to stomp Notre Dame, I never predicted that, but okay. 
does that just mean predicted five? a my wins over Miami and Florida too? You're bullish on the Knolls in 2021. <laughs> I, I said I got a good chance to win those games. Listen, UF is clearly in disarray. I don't know if you saw Dan Mullen's press conference yesterday, but there's a guy that's really like well, lost every all of his press conferences are like that. Uh, he's having to apologize for things he said last year, and he had to admit that he may have said some things inappropriately. I'm like, of course, you dumbass. Then they're asking him about flirting with the NFL. And he said, well, you should ask. That's a, that's a question for somebody else. That's that's a, that's not my pay grade or whatever. I'm like, okay, you're brilliant. You're brilliant. Yeah. It's just not going to work for him. Um, so back to the question. Given Jeff's prediction that we're going to stop Notre Dame, which I never predicted, does that mean 5-0 and heading into the UNC game and a possible 7-0 and game day showdown with Clemson? Any yeah. chance Norvell wins ACC Coach of the Year in this magical scenario? Yeah, as you run around the scenarios, it's like I'm I'm finding it hard to see how that doesn't happen. Like <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to figure out a way they lose to Notre Dame. You know what I mean? And Clemson, yeah, that's going to be that'd be number one versus probably Florida State if they're seven and zero. That's probably number one versus number three at that point. It's got it is a weird time in this for these fan base because like I'll I'll watch you guys talk you and Aslan Corey, or I'll listen to Jeff and Tom or I'll, and people will say like, yeah, man, I'm excited about this team. I think, you know, Mackenzie Milton, you got these new guys on defense, you know, you got some of the, the guys out of the program who didn't want to be here. Norvell's second year with the staff can have a real off season. I really think this team could, could win maybe seven games this year. And it's like, <laughs> it's like you, you listen to it and you're like getting all fired up. And then you hear that and you're like, what, what? Yeah, yeah, baby steps, man. Baby steps. You gotta get you gotta get to six or seven wins. A non-losing season. Let's get to a non-losing yep. season. And that's gotta be tough there. to listen to, man. That's just I gotta know. be tough to hear. It is hard. Seminal Headlines, 979 ESPN Radio continues in a moment. Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 979 ESPN Radio. James writes, who has more wins in 2021? Knowles or Jaguars? Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, that's. I'm gonna go. Like, I'm gonna go Knowles. I'm gonna go Knowles. But I like the question. That's, yeah, that's question. good. I mean, they, they won one game last year. Now I know they weren't trying to win, um, but they would have to jump. You know, if we think Florida State's gonna win seven, like we were talking about, they're gonna have a big breakthrough year and win six or seven yeah. games. Then, uh, then yeah, I don't know if they're gonna win five or six more games. Let me ask you. Th- I was gonna, I almost tweeted this the other day, and I I stopped because I because I know that the Bucks Jameis situation was a little bit similar. But like FSU fans were Jags fans, they got to cheer for Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence. Like how did F- how did Florida fans handle it with the Bucks with Jameis? And I this is I, a lot this of is gonna be fans, worse. But. Yeah. No. I, well, it's like me when the Bucks won in twenty uh, two thousand two. I mean. Warren Sapp was a key contributor to that right. team. And I, I, there aren't too many people that's ever played college football but, that I dislike more than Warren Sapp. But your quarterback and your head coach are a little bit different. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, I think they'll take it in stride. I think people are easily able to separate what a guy is in the pros and, you know, than their allegiance in college. Like, I, I mean, people in Tampa Bay, I mean, there were tons of Gator fans that loved Warwick Dunn. He's yeah. easy to love, but, but they love Derek Brooks. He's easy to love. Um, probably a little bit harder to stomach Jameis for a variety of reasons uh, for them, for Florida fans, that and is. Urban's, Urban's going to be hard to stomach for the Florida oh, State yeah. Jacksonville fans. But, again, you don't have to like your head coach. If he uh, wins, if you win, if he wins, that's all you care about. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, it's it, it's a toughie. It's a bummer uh, that he has to get a new strength coach. That was I liked his initial hire. That was pretty <laughs> – 
Uh, you vetted him? Right. Well, yeah, him? I'm sure he vetted him. I'm sure he talked to all those Iowa kids about what their issues were with him and got the answers he wanted. And more importantly, talked to some of his players who who make uh, many millions of dollars a year. Yeah. Hear, get their opinion. Well, I cracked up. I'm like, sir, this is the easy part. What are you doing? This is the easy part. How do you step into that? How yeah. do you step into that right off the bat? There's no way that that entire roster isn't immediately looking at him suspect. You know, right. I mean, it, now he's got more work to do to gain their trust for nothing, for yeah. nothing, for a strength coach. You dumbass. You can't you can't find some other meathead that doesn't have yes, that track record? It's ridiculous. It's unreal. Zach writes, when is the last time the Knowles had a pitching staff with this many power arms? At every turn, I read about a guy throwing 93 or 96. Seems like pitching will be the strength this year. Yes, pitching will be the strength this year. The problem is, Zach, pitching's going to be the strength all over the place. I mean, there are so many teams with a depth of talent in the rotation because of the way things played out and kids coming back and, and not really having options uh, with the draft. So I think Florida State can really pitch, but I think Florida can really pitch. It sounds like there are teams all littered throughout the Southeast that can really pitch. That would be something if Florida actually had some pitchers. Finally. What's O'Sullivan doing for a decade? <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to be able to really pitch. I'm, uh, by the way, heads up, Zach, if you want to listen to it, um, Mike Martin Jr. joining me for a long form on Thursday that we'll play for you, or Friday, either one. He's going to be uh, so, joining the show as he usually does before opening day. That's always a good conversation. I look forward to that. Uh, and I'm really saying I'm not, not just uh, – No, no, it's a fun one, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, so how this Carson Montgomery kid, how good is he? I mean, he's like I think baseball America has him as the number one freshman in the country or something like that. Yeah, I saw him pitch in that in the fall game, and uh, I think they didn't give up many runs. He gave up a run, like one of the freshmen hit a, one off the wall against him. But uh, I mean, he was throwing ninety six, wow. and looked like he had some nasty stuff on the breaking ball too. But he he left one up, or I mean, the kid hit a ninety five mile an hour fastball opposite field off the screen, uh, which will happen. But yeah, he looks like he's the real deal. But I don't even know what we don't know what he's going to be. Like, what's he? Is he going to be a setup man? He's not going to be the closer. He might not be in the weekend rotation, so it'll be interesting to see how they use him. I'm just eager to see the start of college baseball. I'm interested to see. By the way, I think I gave out erroneous information maybe a week or two ago about baseball. How many people are we allowing? Is Florida State allowing into Hauser? Do we know? I think it's. I thought I think it's in the twelve hundred fifteen. Yeah, low low thousands, like somewhere between a thousand fifteen hundred, something like that. Okay, twenty five percent of sixty six hundred. Okay, Maybe. I had it even below that, and so I think I said something that was below a thousand, and somebody got on me, and I, I realized I was wrong, and I just didn't know what the, what they had settled on. So, um, yeah, it's unfortunate. Hopefully, as this season goes on, and obviously we keep saying this, but uh, we're, we're going to ramp up those vaccines soon enough, boys. Mm -hmm. All yep. get together and the packed houses watching sports again. I think we're all looking forward to it. Butch writes, "Hello, gents. Still stoked about the big Monday night win." Not trying to get too far ahead of this, but I'm curious, how do you see the layout of the team next season? Gray, Polite, and Osborne are currently redshirt juniors, and Balsa is currently a sophomore with the addition of the Houston transfer and an outstanding freshman class next season. This team could be just as good, if not better, than this year's teams. Your thoughts? Yeah, like we said earlier, we're going to have to slow our rolls on assuming who's coming back Yeah, um, because there, there are a couple of guys that are probably going to at least have decisions to make. Um and uh, but yeah, man, they're they're going to be good again. I mean, we just you know was it like three years ago we were like oh you know the after they went it was like two years ago we were like oh we think maybe they'll make the tournament, and they were way better than we ever thought. This year 
we weren't sure, you know, you got, you lost two lottery picks, you know, yeah, Scotty's going to be good, but you're not really sure. I mean, I just think that what they're doing and because they've got those veterans. Um, yeah, man, I, 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 st- I think they're going to be close to as good. I don't know if they'll be quite as good, but it wouldn't, I wouldn't bet against it at this point. Yeah. And they lose, they probably lose MJ. I guess again, MJ could yeah. come back too, even though he's a senior, but, uh, the kid coming from Houston uh, is, might be a better player than MJ. Similar. Like he in very similar, very very similar skill set. Probably a little bit better score. Like MJ's never had games where he scored twenty three points in a row. So uh, so yeah, you lose MJ, you replace this guy. Who knows what he's like defensively? And then yeah, you'll see who comes back. But yeah, they're gonna be really good. I mean, you know, what if MJ did come back? And then uh, the Caleb Mills kid is Mills, right? And then yeah. w- where's Calhoun? What does Matthew Cleveland do? Like they all, they're all, they're all wing guys that are shooting guards essentially. They're just loaded. They're gonna, they're gonna be loaded uh, probably for the next couple of years at least. Think how good Balsa is gonna be next year. I mean, I, yeah. I really, I mean, think about how good he'll be next year. And and then in addition, I think that's just where the program's at. We could just now safely assume some yeah. things. I, I a couple of years ago, even though we were unsure of what they'd be, we we did we did kind of assume they'd make the tournament. And I think now we've gone from just assuming annually that they're going to be a team of significance that makes the tournament. We 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 just instead we debate: Are they good enough to get a four seed? Are they good enough to get a two seed? Are they a potential one seed? Can they win the ACC again? Just think about how the shift in conversation has gone. It's glorious. It's a testament to what they've built. Like we just we never sit around wondering whether or not they're good enough to get into the tournament. We sit around wondering enough whether or not they're good enough to win the national championship and get to a Final Four. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's, it's a different conversation, and it's a, it's a fun one. It's a much better one to have. Seminole Headlines continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. So the three of us met up at Horizons Bar and Grill, another fine sponsor of this here program, and we do appreciate them. Uh, you know, the food is delicious. We've told you that. The drink specials are great. The variety of things that you can get, absolutely bountiful, man. It's beautiful. Uh, and it was fun to see you two guys out there on the porch, enjoying the weather, enjoying each other. We had a good time. It was, it was a great nice. day. It was it was beautiful. We got to enjoy that couch. Um, Stephanie joined us. Uh, had, I had some Ultra. I don't know what you were had drinking. What did you drink, Jeff? Some cigar or something? Cigar. C- cigar City Highlight is what I was drinking. But the key was... Uh, so I got the chicken, the chicken sandwich, which was good. Fried chicken sandwich was really good. But what I did, Jeff, if you remember, yeah, you is put we some also got the cheese on it. Yeah. yeah, we got a charcuterie board, Ira. Nice. I think you had left by then. I, I actually was. Charcuterie. I was eyeing the charcuterie board before I left. I'm glad you guys did it. That's nice. So I got it. It's really good. But the pimento cheese, and I'm not a huge pimento cheese guy. I'll be honest with you. It's not. It's not something I'm like, man. I, I'm just in the mood for some pimento cheese. You got some? But it was on the charcuterie board slid a cracker in there. He's like, oh, doctor. Oh, doctor, this is some good stuff. This is different. This isn't what I'm used to. It's, it's different. And so then I got them to bring out uh, um, two little canisters of it so I could smear it on my chicken sandwich. Oh, Game nice. changer. I'm telling you, it might be, it's, I'm not might be. It's the best pimento cheese I've ever had, so much so I got some to take home with me, and I ate it uh, that night at like 2 in the morning. They might, uh, maybe they're going to add that to the menu, the Corey special, the chicken fried chicken sandwich with the pimento cheese on top. The uh, and I also like how I got the shrimp appetizer. Yeah, and you got you guys just sat there first and just watched it. Like, is I really going to eat all those shrimp by himself? And I kept offering it. You guys kept saying I took no. Advantage. I took advantage. Kept, 
And then after a while, it was just like you guys broke down. Yeah, it's like, what are we doing here? Yeah, he's not eating all those. We saved you from yourself more than anything. <laughs> they, they really are sure delicious, did. by the way. They're really, really good there. I'm not just saying that. They're really, really yeah. good. I'm They're telling good. you, the pimento cheese was all, it was ridiculous. And obviously, the mac and cheese bites are the old staple. We all know that. That thing's incredible. The fried but mac and cheese. They've got grouper. Stuff. They've got wings. Yeah. Yes. They've got everything. Forget awesome. about it. It's awesome. Go there. Enjoy yourself. You'll have a good time. We promise. It's on. It's in Bannerman Crossing off of Thomasville Road, northeast side of town. They're uh, most, you know, they got happy hour specials. That's what we were there for. Yeah. A little bit of happy hour. Yeah. So uh, check them out. You can get their menu online as well. Tell them Corey sent you. Uh, and and uh, Seminole Headlines. Yeah. Uh, Ryan writes, fellas, more likely, Milton is not the starter for the Notre Dame game or Scotty Barnes is back for his sophomore season. Oof. Uh, more likely that Mackenzie Milton's not the starter, but I think he's going to be the starter. But I'd I don't say think Barnes. Any I'd chance. say Barnes. I what? think both are really probable. But yeah, I'd say you know Barnes could still be a freshman next year. Maybe he really likes college. Maybe he wants to play college in front of a packed Tucker Center, and he does. Look, there, it's going to come to a point where it's going to be hack of Scotty. Like my man, how about celebrating a free throw? Like do <laughs> do some do a crazy dance when you make a free throw. Uh, you you he's got to start making more of those uh, more of those oh. and be a little bit better shooter. But yes, he he would be a first round pick if he if he declared tomorrow. Hey, so by the way, that allows me to open the door to something that happened two games ago, and I was stunned as I sat there at the TLC Double C on Saturday afternoon. What in the world is Wake doing not fouling him when he crosses the timeline? What are you doing? I feel like coaches are scared to death, man. They just don't – they don't think things through. I don't know that they don't want to have to answer questions after the game about why he fouled a kid and gave him an opportunity to tie the game in the free throw line. I would have said because he's 51% from the free throw line, and the rest of those guys – can you know can really kill us if he kicks out? I, I'm yeah. gonna put him on the line. I mean, I just, and he's I, like 95 percent from right at the rim. So right. odds are he's probably gonna make that shot. I mean, look, he may he had to go the length of the court in like three dribbles in four seconds. Like can. that's not normal. But yes, he did show. If that you he, go back and that. watch the play, and I did because I was curious and I was there and saw it live, so I didn't get to see the replay until I got home. And when I got home, I watched the replay and I thought. What the hell are you doing? There are two moments when he gets inside his hip and it's evident that he's going to be able to get to the glass that you could have fouled him where he's not, you know, I mean, there's no way he's going to get the ball up to the rim. And the kid just didn't do it. Clearly he wasn't instructed to, but I'm putting him at the line 10 out of 10 times. Yeah, you know, somebody did that. Uh, the, la- the last game they played at home, I feel like before that one, um, the team started foul. And I can't remember who it was. Was it, was it Miami maybe or some? No, somebody that was kind of close. They started fouling him um, with like a yeah. minute to go or a minute to half to go, which is yeah, that's what you got to do, man. That's and he's got to start making those shots. He, he can. It's not like his shot is awful when yeah, he the makes three, them. They look better. The yeah, years. yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, I think he's got an ability to shoot. He's just got to have some confidence up there. Uh, yeah, we got another question about what are the chances Mr. Gray grows goes pro? Yeah, and this person notes does Wade that it's his favorite player. Yeah, I think I think uh, Raekwon Gray has become Wade uh, a lot of our favorite player. He's 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 a lot of fun to watch. A lot of fun. Uh, Nathaniel writes, fellas, you're a day late, but I'll forgive the delayed receipt of the show in my podcast feed because one, I love you guys. Mm. Two, I'm sure this was due to Iris celebrating the night away in honor of the fa- his favorite coach's soul crushing loss. <laughs> Question: Raekwon Gray's strides this year have been well noted. But am I the only one that saw flashes last night of what Balsa has quietly become? 
sweet Jesus, if that's not a fluke and he's going to extend his shot range and handle the ball like a guard, are we soon going to be at risk of player developing him right out of the league? Yeah. <laughs> right into the league. And yeah. right, out of, right off the team. Not just those plays, which we talked about, but I think Corey wrote about in his column, that swat he had of Clark after Clark was taken over the game in the second half was yeah. huge as well. That was the last time I think he went in. Yeah. Um, and took and, the uh, shot. Yeah, he got it swatted. It's like, oh, I guess I, I'm not doing this anymore. I mean, he's just become a balsa. Is just, I mean, we talk about the improvement guys making this program going back, you know, from years, Alexander Johnson to, you know, to, I mean, just guy after guy after guy. And, and, and but Balsha is as good of an example as anybody. Well, and, Hawaii, and Raekwon. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's it, yeah. and even Wyatt Wilkes to what he's become because he By did not way, belong on a college floor um, three years ago. The Wyatt Wilkes pump fake pass. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That was, he just undressed that poor man. That was and so And the net awful. didn't even move when he hit it. I know. He was already calling home. Whatever his celebration is when he hits a three, he's like, yeah. I don't know what he said. It's like, is he calling home? Is he ET? I don't know. Calling three, I, I don't. It doesn't quite make sense. He's he's calling somebody long distance, dialing he's, it up. A long he's distance di- call, dialing, dialing it up. It up. Yeah. Oh, okay. By the way, yeah. the three, the uh, three he was, was doing that before the ball even went in. The three was so pure to your point, Corey. In the net, not moving. My son Bryce was like, "Did he just airball that?" I was like, <laughs> "Oh no, son, no, no, that was not an airball. That's nothing yeah. but drawers. That's that what was, I told him. That was strong. That was straight strong. Mark writes, "Greetings from balmy Iowa." Hasn't hit positive temperatures in five days. This question is for Ira. When did Tony Bennett become your favorite coach and why? So it was that post-game press. First of all, I've never been a huge fan of all the coaches that get anointed as the great, the next great wonder. Like they rubbed me the wrong way because the reality is a lot of people though. That's not true. I like a lot of people. You, you dislike someone until they prove you wrong. you go Sometimes. into meeting someone disliking them. That's, that's not always true. That's that's not true most of the time. I think I'm open-minded, but when somebody – and this isn't fair to the people. I get it. It's not fair to them. But when other people build somebody up, is like this unbelievable thing. When when they've only been doing it for a short period of time, I'm like, yeah, let me, let me, let me evaluate it myself. So that kind of was the start of it. But then we had a press conference. I can't remember what year it was, maybe 2000. It was Malik Beasley's year. The they uh, here, they came, came down here, Florida State beat him, and he was a complete jackass in the press conference. And he wouldn't, he only took like three questions. Wouldn't they wouldn't even look at the the visiting media? His like SID, first of all, he goes into his press conference with an SID. Roy Williams, none of those guys do that. Like Mike Shashevsky, they take questions from whoever asks them. Tony Bennett has a guy who calls on people to ask questions for him, which is bad sign number one. Then he, he would only call on Virginia. I had my hand up the whole time. He wouldn't call me. He's only calling on Virginia writers who are going to, you know, maybe ask, I don't know, whatever questions he wanted to hear. And after like four questions, he's out the door because he lost and had his hurt, feelings hurt. So I mean, again, I feel like that, that was, was you had an issue with the SID more than Tony Bennett. Well, but he, does the SID just take over? That's Tony, yeah, Tony Bennett. Yeah. Well, Plus, he allows that to happen. Sure. It's ridiculous. But, yeah. Leonard Hamilton, you've covered Leonard Hamilton on the road. He didn't have Chuck Walsh calling on people to ask his questions. No, He's a grown man. He's an adult. In Zooms, it's <laughs> All okay. right, I'm fired up again. <laughs> Screw that guy. I just laugh. lost. I'm laughing because that happened years ago. He's universally beloved as a human being. Nobody else hates him. Iris got this serious, like, this is Seth Greenberg level hate. Scotty Barnes was in middle school yeah. when this happened. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back, wrap it up momentarily. Hang in. 
Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Wrapping it up, more headliner questions as we do. Oh, it's funny. It's, I want you guys to go to lunch together, Ira. You and Tony. You go to I think you'd legitimately like them. I, I do. do. I think I think you'd like them. I'd bring up the press conference. I get the Seth Greenberg hate. That's a very unlikable person. Tony Bennett's a little different, in my opinion. Uh, Daniel writes, you fellas at Knowles Headlines make a really good team. In fact, I'd say you're the FSU basketball of sports radio. Oh. To that effect, have any of you seen one of the other two accomplish something that made you jump off the bench a la Balsa training a three? <laughs> I think, uh, probably every time Corey reads something I wrote, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah I run around and celebrate. I, usually <laughs> chest, I chest bump Brady. I make him read it. Uh, I thought Corey Clark reached a level of uh, of friendship and kindness that made me jump off the couch when he called and invited me to the beach house years ago. Uh, and he rented for the weekend. And I know mo- some people would think that's selfish, that I was celebrating getting to spend the week with Corey and his family at the beach and Ira and his family at the beach. But really, it wasn't about us. It was about the unselfishness of Corey Clark that I was celebrating. That's what that was. That was your, your maybe your finest moment, Corey. You've uh, had a lot one, of fine moments. My one shining moment. That's, <laughs> it's only that's happened where the once. montage starts. It's only happened once. There have been no <laughs> other subsequent beach trips or anything well, like but that was okay. a special time well you guys uh, that means a lot to me guys <laughs> and i can't think of anything from you two so yeah no not, maybe not i so i think you you dunked like 10 years ago and you took video of it jeff i'm talking to folks not ira um <laughs> i i think I, and I, I feel like i saw that like you dunked at the at the tucker center and you were showing me on your phone because i didn't believe you could um you, and then after know, that you, was, you've spent cool. a lot of time doubting prowess, uh, any form from me, whether it's on air, off air, whether it's, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think you had to go back and look and see if I was on Sirius XM when I told you I got the PGA show. Like, I, yeah. I feel yeah. like. <laughs> I think all right, here, I got two. I got two. Two for you guys. One and the one you're missing for me is the time I ate that two pound steak out in us. Oh, you guys had to be impressed by That's that. That's true. Yeah. But I got one for you guys, each of you, sincere, sincerely. Oh, well, Jeff, let's not get all sad. Jeff, Jeff Cameron, breaking the Jameis news on ESPN, live hit, ESPN proper. That was pretty big, the Jameis verdict. At like two in the afternoon. Yeah. They broke was, up uh, uh, whatever they had, Skip and Shannon or whoever the heck was on there. That was, that was uh, an attaboy moment when you're sitting there yeah. watching that on TV. And then for you, Corey, when you showed me up and ran a sub-540 at the Leon High Track at three in the morning, I was, you know, yeah. you know when I when I realized that you really ran the sub five forty, I was uh like, all right, man, my man's got hey, some. I wheels. wasn't there for that. I heard about it, but I felt beaming with pride after I heard about it. And it was confirmed, Corey. And I was, Had I been I, there, I, I would have celebrated. Jeff, I was thirty three. I was in the prime of life. I, <laughs> I looked like I had been chiseled out of granite. Also, and I was, I was, and the guy riding his bike around the Leon track at two thirty in the morning. The random guy. Yeah, there were impressed. five of us drunk, timing me running. And then some dude gets there and just starts riding his bike, and he had to be thinking, "What am I? What have I ridden up on?" <laughs> I love, I love that. By the way, Ira's been on countless national TV shows that I've seen him being interviewed for. Uh, you were on with the great Paul Feinbaum, so I think I should get applause for never having been on that clown show. I was the one of the three. I want to say, Daniel, the three of us love each other. We're proud of each other every day. Okay. Just, just so you know, they're just those guys being those guys make me want to jump off a seat. Oh, there you go. There, you there go. it is. There nice. it is. Um, 
I think we've got a time for a couple more here. I really skimped out on the Twitter questions because they were a little shaky this time. I got every Facebook question. Um, but you know, I love when you, uh, when you the, the great thing about you, it's like Corey when he hits Brady with a pitch. It's not enough to diss them and not read their questions. You also have to insult them and tell them their questions. Yeah. They didn't really bring it. Well, what do you want me to do? I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean yeah. Hey, I'm, I hey. would jump off the chair right now and cheer that. That was a great <laughs> moment, Jeff. Tell them. <laughs> um, Tony writes with a huge win on Monday. How will they determine the ACC regular season winner between FSU and Virginia? Head-to-head winning percentage. FSU is going to have less ACC games. Does that matter? Good question, Tony. I think it's winning percentage is what yeah. they do. But again, I, I don't I don't know that they're crowning like an ACC champ this year if somebody has if they both end up with the same amount of losses because I don't think that'd be fair to Virginia if they were fifteen and two and Florida State was nine and two. That you'd say I they tied. We beat that ass. It's pretty clear who the better team so, is. Well, yeah, but I still, I, I would think they'd go by winning percentage, and it's for this, for this instance, this year, it's just for seeding. Uh, Teddy writes, I don't really have a question for the show, but I thought you all might be able to help me find a Marvin Jones throwback FSU jersey. I've searched the web worldwide, can't find anything. We're, we're like a helpline now. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You Listen, could, if anybody you hears find them this, on Twitter. If anybody hears this. And, and knows the answer, tweet at me or Jeff or Corey, and then we'll retweet it, and uh, somebody can come find it that yeah, way. T- Teddy's on there on the feed from the headliner questions. Just all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Teddy, we'll, yeah. we'll respond. Um, all right, here we go. With Hoops extending their ACC home win streak to 24 games, it got me thinking, which streak was longer, the basketball win streak or the number of years Nate Andrews has worn a club for a right hand? That's pretty yeah, funny. He uh, did. That, cl- <laughs> that club was unreal. Yeah, that was just part of his uniform. Yeah, I know. Um all He's right, back, let's... by the way. He's a GA, yes. right? Yeah. Yep, yep. Without the club. Well, yeah, uh, well, we'll see. W. Clayton writes, imagine keeping your current salary and working at a similar level organization, but you can't cover a mainstream American sport entity. What would you choose to cover? Example, Jeff would cover Australian rules football. That's correct, I would. You two, what would you cover? Obviously, I'm covering Formula One. That's true. Correct. Uh, I want to be on – I'm just going to follow Lewis Hamilton around. I mean, that guy just – Ira – you, when you see genius like that, you want to be around it. And so I want to watch – I'd probably cover Formula One. I feel like if I covered uh, the Premier League, I'd be like the Ted Lasso of sports writers. So that's that would be – You would ask my... those kind of questions? Yes. Like, yes. Yeah, that's a good idea, yeah. By the way, great show. Everybody watch that. Uh, Matthew writes, who changes FSU history more by attending FSU for three to four years, Randy Moss or Joe Maurer? The answer is Randy Moss, unequivocally. Yeah, yeah that's two, uh, na- two national titles, probably, at least. Uh, Miss Norris writes, is there anyone not actually awful any of you dislike as much as you do Tony Bennett? Well, Miss <laughs> Norris, I got to tell you, listen, I, Corey and I don't hate Tony Bennett. and I, I feel like I like show. Tony Bennett. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Um, he's dapper, man. But uh, Ira has admitted that uh, he doesn't hate Tony Bennett. He actually hates the media that praises Tony Bennett as he's God's gift to basketball. Much like the gritty white point guards. Yes. He's like, the, I don't he's, know that we have a big yes. problem with those dudes as much as the way they're uh, – like Steve Wojciechowski when he played. It's like they just go crazy because he slaps the floor and he takes a charge. Uh, Charlton wants to know, what in the hell was UCF thinking when they hired Gus Malzahn? <laughs> that's interesting because, like, I think some people feel like that that's a huge hire for them. Right? I think it's a terrible hire. I think he's checked out. His offense hasn't been effective since the national championship game. I, I don't, I don't see it. But uh, you know, 
I don't know, Have man. You listen to any Machine Gun Kelly songs? I saw that last week. Yeah, I I listened. So he wants to know if I heard the alternative music version of Machine Gun Kelly and or the rap version. I've heard. Oh, both, was there a both, question? I didn't even know there was a question about. There it. was. Both suck immeasurably. The guys, the guys got a lot of different skills, a lot of different vert, uh, <laughs> genre genres that he's uh, takes in. He actually was in like a really popular song a few years ago. Um, Apparently, where he's most popular, where he actually may possess talent isn't with his music, but rather as an actor, I've heard he's pretty good, that he's been in a couple of things that were impressive, including he's in a scene from, what was that Staten Island movie on Netflix with... Uh, yeah, The King of Staten Island. I haven't seen it, but... Yeah, uh, I haven't either, but apparently he's in that and he was decent, so I don't know. I don't owe apologies to Machine Gun Kelly. I'm not worried about his sorry ass. Uh, that'll do it, boys. We did great. <laughs> it was wonderful as always. For Corey and Ira, I'm Jeff. Be well, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Seminal Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, every Tuesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Get more from Jeff, Corey, and Ira via iTunes and in the 97.9 ESPN Radio Audio Vault. This has been a production of 97.9 ESPN Radio, Tallahassee Sports Monster.